Welcome to My BFF. Founders to Funders, we are serious about helping and celebrating Black female founders. We're on a mission to move Black female founders from bootstrapping to bankability. For too long, Black female founders have gone unnoticed. We are 50% of all entrepreneurs yet the least funded. Black female founders are everywhere. We're your store owners, your hairdressers, your fashionistas, your manufacturers, wives, mothers, and so much more. The Founders to Funders Cultivating Female Startup Accelerator provides BFFs access to investors, experts, and mentors in one supportive and growing community. So if you're serious about supporting Black women, listen to each episode, share their stories, buy their products, and be sure to follow them on social media. Visit our website and donate to Founders to Funders, where we are rewriting the narrative of Black female founders. Today, I am so excited to have Monique Curry-Mims. And Monique, I want you to start first by telling us who you are and why you do what you do. (laughs) Well, um, well, thank you for the the introduction. Um, I am Monique Curry-Mims. Who am I? I am a wife. Uh, I am a mother. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, social impact philanthropist. Um, And I do what I do because I feel as though we are all put here for a purpose, for a reason. Um, And when you're able to align your passion with your purpose, that's just that's just your sweet spot. So um, I do what I do because this is my sweet spot. It's it's to make an impact in this world and to help organizations make theirs as well. When your passion meets your purpose, you are in your sweet spot. I, can I borrow that? I just <laughs> sure. I just made it up. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to borrow that because I really love that. Um, tell us about um, you and I talked about civic capital, but I want you to tell us about your endeavor that led you to apply to founders to funders. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that venture is Impact Data Solution. So, um, so Civic Capital is a, a nonprofit and philanthropic consulting company, and we work with nonprofits and foundations, government agencies, and for profits that have uh, philanthropic efforts. And you know, we help them find solutions that not only meet their goals, but really circle around the needs of the communities that they serve. And um, within the work that I was doing or am doing, you know, and even before that, I was a a director of development for about four and a half years. I was an executive director for about 10 years. And there's, I've always noticed a disconnect um, in this sector, a disconnect between nonprofits and foundations and, and what foundations want and need in terms of priorities and metrics and what nonprofits want and need and what they think that their community wants and needs. Um, And a lot of that just has to do with not understanding what the actual needs are, right? If, If we're out here spending money and creating programming to serve the community, well, what, what does the community need and, and who all in the community is working on it? You know, if you look at Philadelphia, for example, there are, you know, 120 education nonprofits. 
but our graduation rate is not the best. Um, there was an article a couple of weeks ago about how many third graders are not reading on level, <clears throat> but we've got a lot of money and a lot of programming around education in this area. Um, so there's a disconnect between the impact that is being that is happening within organizations and how it's actually happening within the landscape and the communities that we serve. Uh, so I had an idea about you know how to track and measure and collaborate around impact and took that idea and spoke with some some potential users, uh, some foundations, some nonprofits, some city council members uh, to really understand you know what their thoughts were around this problem and what their pain points were. Uh, from there, you know, kind of worked through what I thought was an outline of a really good platform, did some user stories, some workflows, and then hired a development team to build a prototype. Um, you know, built that prototype, started demoing it, take it, took it back to those people to say, hey, thank you for those conversations a couple months ago. Here's where it led to, what are your thoughts now? Does this solve your pain points? Um, does this work? Does it not work? Does it look nice? Does it look complicated, cumbersome? And from there, just it just it just kind of took off. Um, you know, people loved it. People are asking, when is it going to be ready? They want to be on it. Um, oh, you need to meet with the Ford Foundation. Oh, you need to meet with this foundation. That you know, it's and and what brought me here is that it's like this took a life of its own. Um, I had to spin it out of my consulting company because this was just another service. I thought, um, but the amount of interest in it. Um, especially on the investment side, um, led my lawyer to tell me to spin it out. Um, so it's taken on a life of its own. And I came to you because I want to make sure that as I as I breathe life into it, I'm doing it in a way that is sustainable and successful. Monique, so tell me who the ideal person is that would use your platform and how they would use it. So we have three different stakeholders that would use it. This is multidimensional. So um, our key user after we did our demoing, we found out were the foundations um, because they spend a lot of time trying to understand the impact of an organization, whether they're grantees or prospective grantees. And there's not a way right now for them to easily gather that information. So uh, they would be able to use this platform to easily uh, evaluate nonprofits and the impact that they're making, as well as the actual impact of the investment of the funding that they have provided. Um, nonprofits will be able to use it because they'd be able to, one, um, be seen by foundations, but also more easily find foundations. When I was a director of development, I was spending time looking at other people's 990s and, and year-end reports and seeing who gave money to them and now hitting them up. At all that time, all that research, you can find it all right here on this platform. But then the, one of the biggest users, um, and not biggest in terms of, you know, I'll say uh, scale, um, but the fact that, you know, we have our institutional users who are like city governments, right, that have these plans like the uh, Philadelphia Poverty Action Plan. Now, you know, I, I, I also have a podcast and it focuses on collective impact. And I was trying to get someone from the city to, to meet with me to interview around the efforts that they had around poverty. And they were like, oh, we're not doing collective impact anymore. It doesn't work like oh well let's talk about that that's an interesting perspective let's talk about that and then two weeks later the poverty action plan came out and i read it and i'm like 
this is still collective impact. It just doesn't say it, but it still is. And then I started researching, and this is kind of what put me on the path to where I am now. And I started researching, and this is like, I thought was like the second or third. Someone told me this is the fifth poverty plan of this administration. And what's happening is that they set these goals and they bring the people to the table to say, what are we, what are we gonna do? All right, we're gonna you know, give free college and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that. But they're not tracking along the way. They're not seeing where they need to make educated pivots because something didn't work according to plan. They're not even actually looking at it holistically as to, okay, you gave someone free college. If that woman is a single mother, are you providing care for the child? Are you providing her transportation to get to school? Are you providing her with employment opportunities afterwards? So if you're not actually looking at the whole ecosystem of the nonprofits and the money and, and that's impacting a person, how are you actually going to make the movement that you're trying to make. Um, so all of that is happening within this platform. That's incredible. I, I'm trying to resist the urge to say amen, but <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next question. <laughs> and we record, so we'll talk later about <laughs> and this issues of poverty, but I'm going to, I digress. Um, Wow, that's 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 incredible. So, so Monique, when you think about the fact because you're kind of, you know, you're in, you know, being a philanthropist, being an entrepreneur, when you think about the fact that um, black women are the least funded when it comes to venture capital, less than one percent of VC funding goes to black women. Um, what does it mean to you? What does being a black female founder mean to you? You know, if you would have asked me this maybe like a year ago, you know, I would have been like, oh my gosh, it's amazing because da, 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 da. But like, wh why? Like, why is that still the question? Why is that still the problem? Um, you know, why are we still having firsts? Especially when it comes to women. Like women, this, so I mean, I, I feel like programs like this are, are needed. Um, and I'm happy that they exist because they are needed, unfortunately. Um, so it's kind of like a, a hit or miss where it's like, why haven't we gotten past the need for programs like this? But for the fact that you have created this ecosystem, I am, I am happy, um, that it is there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I ask myself that too. Sometimes we're like, yeah, why are we still talking about the first this or the first that it's like. It's 2021 y'all come on we got to right <laughs> like we got to do better outside of capital what do what kind of help do you need Oof. what <laughs> what do you need monique what do i need outside of capital i mean i think it's just you know i'm, I'm reading my books i'm reading you know i'm finishing up lean b2b and you know got some other things that i, I just feel like this is just uncharted territory. You know, I've started a successful consulting business that went from, you know, myself and a couple clients to having a full-time employee and several multi-year contracts. Like I, I understand business. Um, but when it comes to this tech world, this is this is a new uncharted territory for me. So whatever insights um, that can be provided as I am guided along this path, I mean they're very much. Um, welcome. <laughs> the tech world is a, is a whole nother world. It's a whole other beast. 
it's a whole it's a whole nother world. I, I and I think it's important um, for black for black female founders in particular. I've got a couple of people that are navigating that space, and um, it's important for us to have that support and have knowledgeable people around us uh, to make mm-hmm. sure we're going the right direction. Like you talked earlier about the hit that you took and create the prototype. Right, you know, you know what I mean, and we want to ensure that you know the next level for you is not, you know, it doesn't go down like that, right? But we want to make sure that it takes off and goes to that next to that next level. So, thank you so much, Monique, for your time. It has been a pleasure. I'm so excited. I'm just absolutely overjoyed to have you be a part of our first cohort. You're the type of person that we really need and want to have in the room. So, so I'm grateful and, and thank you for your time. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.